welcome to JudgeCast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prilliman, and I'm joined this evening by Brogan King. Hello. And we've got a fun-filled, action-packed episode for you tonight. Uh, tonight, today, tomorrow even, possibly, yesterday, maybe, we're going like to be tomorrow. Ta- tomorrow. Um, there's actually uh, a word for the day after tomorrow called Overmorrow. Ooh. Yes. That sounds like the name of a bad magic card. It is. And there's also Ear Yesterday, which is the yesterday before yesterday. I don't think we came here to talk about these things, but no. I'm really happy to have learned them. We really didn't, but I think I think Overmorrow is kind of a, you know, pretty kick-butt sounding, sounding name. It sounds a I lot more like important it. than it really is. What are your plans for Overmorrow? <laughs> well... Uh, Yes. They're grandiose, I assure yes. you. Oh, all right. Well, so this evening, uh, we're going to be talking about hidden card error. That's right. Everyone's least favorite flowchart infraction in the IPG. And to help us this evening, we have B to the I to the LLY, Billy Willie Matt Williams. Hi. Can we hide <laughs> overmorrow? <laughs> you don't like overmorrow? I had to Google it to make sure it was real. <laughs> it's it was it's a joke. real, though. No. It sure is. It is, uh, in German, there's Übermorgen, which literally translates to Overmorrow. Wow. <laughs> and that was the first hit. Yes. So it's a, it's a real thing. Uh, and, and so is our dedication to bringing fun-filled education topics to you, our... Uh, our uh, faithful listeners. Listeners. Yes. And hopefully not formerly faithful. Formerly faithful. Formerly faithful. Yes. Uh, so. Matt here is relevant to this topic. One, as a very experienced level three judge and as a Grand Prix head judge and generally needing to be up with the issues that we may be experiencing with different penalties. Yep. I. Uh, those. That is a true representation of what's going on i um i also recently was the head judge at the scg con invitational and narset did show <laughs> up leading to many a hidden card error what i couldn't imagine so so as you as you might imagine our dear faithful listeners uh one of the reasons why we're doing hce is because well Narset has has kind of done a bit of a number on a that being Narset uh, Parter of Veils has done a little bit of a number on uh, tournament magic because <laughs> it's so easy to mess it up. It is. It's pretty easy. So uh, uh, so we're going to talk about HCE. Uh, we've got we've asked Billy Willie back. Billy Willie has been on several episodes in the past. Uh, he has been on episode 178, where we talked about the Judge Cast Open. He was on 143, which is the Shadow over Innistrada release notes. Uh, 142 is that correct? We we had him on two episodes in a row. And I I'm looked about- this I looked this up earlier, and it, that does appear to be the case. All right, episode where we talked about uh, GPDC. Um, I think he's been on an episode talking about sides, running sides, uh, scheduled sides. And we're just going to say he's been on, like, eight other hidden episodes. They're like little Easter eggs (laughs) for our listeners, our faithful listeners, to go back and crawl through the episodes and listen to. If you play the episodes backwards, he's there. Yeah, I'm sure someone will uh, (laughs) go through and produce the list for us. Yes. 
Actually, if you play the episodes backwards, uh, Billy Willie tells you that every infraction in the IPG is a DQ. But he ah. says it in a demonic voice. All right. See, that that's who's secretly leading other judge from behind the scenes. Yes. All right. So I'm not sure how to take that. What? <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that. You don't actually think every infraction's a DQ, right? No, that's just that would be a failure to agree on reality. Then you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, for for those of you who uh, may not have judged at competitive REL before or may not have judged at competitive REL recently, um hidden card error is a penalty in the IPG. Um Thus, it is not relevant at regular REL, which is great. Um, <laughs> it's fairly complicated in that there are a lot of kind of exceptions to things in different scenarios. Um, it replaced what was previously drawing extra cards, which was just a game loss, which was particularly brutal. Um, was... Drawing extra cards very easy to deal with in that it was a very simple fix. Yes. Was <laughs> it really unfortunate for players? Very yes. Is Hidden Carter a lot more open to interpretation and a lot harder to explain and a lot harder to sort of wrap your head around all the possibilities? Also, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Hidden Hidden Carter is. Uh, again, like like Brogan said, we changed we changed it from where it kind of absorbed uh, uh, drawing extra cards. It absorbed a little bit of uh, a, a GRV when it was created. It's it's kind of easy to understand at the fifty thousand foot level, but as you get closer to the ground and get to see all the little working gears and stuff like that, it starts to get kind of complicated fast. Yeah, that's kind of a thing with a lot of policy in general. Is you have this idea and you're like, this makes so much sense. And then someone goes, "Well, what about this? What about this? What about this?" Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you end up with you end up with this large book, and you're like, "Well, that's not helpful for anybody." Right, right. And, and HCE kind of evolved that way. Like it started out kind of simple, and then people were like, "Well, what about this? What about this? What about this?" And geez. so, what what a hidden card error is? Let's let's its broad definition is uh, an error in the game. Okay, as opposed to you know an error outside of the game uh, that cannot be corrected with only public available information okay and so a player a player makes a boo-boo uh that can't be fixed with only publicly available information and does so without the opponent's permission because if i ask you if i ask you if i can do something illegal and you give me permission to do it well that's kind of visible right that that was there was an opportunity to catch that problem so yep. so um when, when it says like commits an error in the game that cannot be corrected by only publicly available information. What does that, does that mean? So we're, Go ahead. So we're looking at stuff that uh, both players have access to and, or had access to. So if at some point I had showed you the top card of my deck because of some effect and I put that card into my hand, well, you, we, we can, because the game knows and we know what that card was, we can put it back. Um, so that's a publicly yeah. available piece of information. Right. Or attacking attacking with a creature without haste. Okay. You yep. saw me cast the creature. You know what turn it is. And if I turn it sideways and attack with it, you can look at that and you can say, hey. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just okay. information that, that both players can verify is, is true based right. on what they've seen. Right. But 
if I if all I do is I just pick a card up and put it in my hand, okay, and I've got six other cards in my hand and boop, add a card, how do we fix? We can't fix that with only publicly available information. We know a card went into the hand, but we don't know which one. But Brian, it, it definitely just drew this planes. You can trust me, right? I definitely just drew this planes. Uh, and we go like, yeah, right. And they go, but no, look, all my other seven cards are all my seven cards are planes. So clearly, I must be <laughs> telling the truth. Um, we're going to talk about that. There's actually a case in here for that um, <laughs> because th- we got asked that question a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's that's. That is, at, at its core, a player commits an error, and generally speaking, that is cards going into, I am picking up cards, or more cards than I should, okay? Um, now, the next bit of the, the, the definition says, this fraction only applies when a card whose identity is known to only one player is in a hidden set of cards before and after the error. Blah. What? <laughs> what am I talking about? Talking about sets of cards. What is... What's that? Um, it can be a lot of things, really. Um, <laughs> it it can be your library is a set of cards. Your hand is a set of cards. If I pick up, if I'm Card. if I if I'm told to like look at the top three cards of my library and I look at the top four, that's a set of cards. Um, a set's not are... a zone, right? Okay, so you know a set a set is just a group of cards that you're performing an action on or looking at or something like that like you know uh look at the top four cards of your library cool that's a set uh draw a card well your hand is a set you're adding a card to a set okay uh you, we don't need like a degree in discrete mathematics uh to to get this, <laughs> to determine the set to determine the set right um and so it's saying that you know, that, that little sentence right there where it's saying it applies when the uh, when a card whose identity is only known to one player is in a hidden set of cards both before and after the error. So, um, you know, I, no- yeah, I know I- what the card is. You don't. It's in a set. There we go. Yeah, and the IPG has uh, a quick section that talks about what, what's defined by a set uh, in section uh, 1.5. Sweet. In case you, someone wants the a more rigid definition. Which a lot of people may. So let's let's talk about some some examples. The examples in the IPG. Um, so uh, an example. The first one is a player draws four cards after casting Ancestral Recall. That's pretty cut and dry. It is. You're supposed that's, to only draw three cards. That's one too many. <laughs> it is one too many. Oh, now a counter example of a public of an issue that is not um, uh, uh, HCE is the whole. Uh, I cast a spell for the wrong mana. Instead of instead, I cast Ancestral Recall and I drew three cards, but I didn't pay blue for it. I paid green. Okay, mm. yeah. You might be tempted to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We've got extra cards." He added those. Uh, that player added those cards to the, to the, his hand to their hand. So now they've got extra cards, and we can't we can't see what those are. Ah, but mm. there was something that was visible before before the cards went in the hand, right? That there was there was another issue other than just the cards right. going into the hand. Right. the the opponent The opponent had the ability to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was for green." So right. once we accept that ancestral recall has been cast for green mana, okay, resolving ancestral recall by drawing three cards is air quotes correct. If we're but, already living in the reality where we've cast where we've paid that green mana, right, right. So so that is not a hidden card error. 
okay, because the error was actually casting a spell for the wrong mana, and that is visible to all players. All yeah, right. if you want to draw th- three cards with green mana, you got to have harmonize. Oh uh, yeah, harmonize. Yeah. yeah, you know. Oh, but I didn't have I didn't have blue mana. Oh, for my ancestral recall. Ah, scry me a river. Wow. Yeah, mm. I'm segueing wow. into so, examples. Yeah, I like the you. second example. Uh, a player scries two cards when they should have only scried one. That's a set that has a bonus card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think when we when we talk a little bit about the distinction between. Uh, GRV and 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 looking at extra cards and hidden cards. We're gonna we might we might sniff around this example in a little bit more detail. But for right now, uh, you're starting to scry two cards. You're only supposed to have scryed one. That's hidden card error. Yep. Uh, all right. After that, if a player resolves a dark confidant trigger, but forgets to reveal the card before putting it into their hand, dark confidant in that it lets you put a card into your hand <laughs> that you have to reveal and lose some life. Before you put it into your hand. But if you just slap it right in your hand. How, how much life did you lose? What was that card? Yep. Who knows? Yep. Okay. <laughs> speaking of It was who definitely knows, this planes. Definitely the planes. Of, speaking of who knows. Another example is a player has more cards in their hand that can be accounted for. Judge, I think my opponent has too many cards. And then we sit there and count and the opponent's got six cards when they're supposed to have five. How'd this happen? I don't know. I blame it on the sleeves. Yeah, but, uh, I must have picked up two. Now, obviously, this is, this is the typical assumption of the judge has ruled out cheating. Because let's be honest, if you've got an extra card in your hand and you're just like, I don't know how I got there, then you're going to be asking more questions. <laughs> There's a conversation yeah. there. And, yeah. and there are some reasonable reasons for why you may end up with an extra card in your hand. But if your story doesn't, if you don't have some sort of explanation... Right. You're probably not going to play too much more magic. Right. If if your reply to the question of how do you have extra cards is shrug emoji, then you're going to have oh, a flawless argument. Yes, flawless. <laughs> uh, the next example is a player cast Anticipate and picks up the top four cards of their library. What? Uh, this is kind of, yeah, this is kind of similar to the, the scries too many. It's just a, a situation where you've picked up an extra card, Anticipate, uh, is a card that only has you pick up three cards. In this situation, we have our fourth one. So bonus card and bonus penalty. And that's another one of those <laughs> examples where it's not just um, your hand that is the set. It's, this is these One of these may end up in your hand, but it doesn't matter that those cards haven't touched your hand. It's that you've seen, you've, you've had that additional card in that set. Um, another fun one, uh, a player who is going first draws for their turn. They're supposed to skip their draw, and they failed to do so. Womp womp. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, now, one one thing that's 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 kind of interesting here is, and I, I guess I'll, I'll draw the, the line, um, there's an infraction called mulligan procedure error. And mulligan procedure error is, if I'm supposed to have six cards, and instead I draw seven. Okay, that's not hidden card error. Okay, we have that that right there because it's during the mulligan processing of uh, process of the game. Oh wait, we're we're in new mulligan land um, now. Yeah, soon to be. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm supposed to draw seven, and instead I draw. Actually, you know what? We're gonna wait for the new IPG to come out. Yeah, let's how... let's let's call this one pending. Yeah, we'll call yeah, that pending. I'm, yeah, the thing that I'm anticipating with this is just. 
people forgetting how many mulligans they're on. Yeah. So, uh, how many... so, they, so they put back their own wrong number or something? Yeah, they either put back one too many or one too or one too few. Like you're just like, yeah. Oops. <laughs> that's ooh. That's what if you put back really one common. too many? Or what if you ooh? <laughs> Neat. Right. We'll, we'll, and we'll wait on be... the next IPG for that. Right. It's and it's going to be even harder because most people are probably going to shortcut. They're going to draw the seven and like a mulligan technically doesn't end until you put the you know the cards on the bottom of the library. But most people, if they just remull, they're just going to shuffle up and do another seven and never put cards on the bottom. Yep. So they're going to yeah. shortcut that, and then they're going to get lost. Oh. Yeah. And having having actually judged a tournament where uh, we use this mulligan process, it caused a lot of questions. And so it'll be definitely uh, good to go over that in a little bit more detail at some point. But yeah. today is not that day. Yes, today is not that day. Instead, what we're going to talk about a little bit before we get into the philosophy behind hidden card error and the fixes, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between hidden card error, looking at extra cards, and maybe some game rule violations. So one of the lines in the IPG uh, says, if an additional card is seen but not added to a set, infractions uh, looking at extra cards. Okay, so if I just pick up a card... Okay, I'm I'm being, you know, very, very blunt here. I just pick up a card and look at it. Okay, I didn't add it to a set. I'm just looking at it. Just, okay. just putting your eyeballs on it? Yeah, well, I mean, let's just Maybe say, you forgot that your experimental frenzy blew up. Or or I start to yeah. draw a card. Or or my opponent has a Narset in play, and I pick up the card, and then I'm like, oh. And I slap it right back down real quick, and I'm like, uh, judge. <laughs> judge? Judge? Um, whoopsie. Um, so, so let's, I guess, Billy, well, you, you gave, you gave some direction or there was direction given at a, at a recent SCG open. Uh, yeah. So I was the, like I said, I mentioned, I think previously I was the head judge for the invitational that was at SCG con and there were a lot of other events going on that weekend. And one of the things that I tried to do was share my take on how we would handle Narset. And as I called it, uh, the instigator of penalties or something similar <laughs> and really like Sounds look right. at some scenarios that could easily uh, show up between those and just basically always assuming that Narset was in play, what would happen in these scenarios? And so like you've talked about looking extra cards, one of them was the player picks up that card and goes, oh, wait, you have a Narset, but the card isn't, you know, isn't still on the deck anymore like on the library. The face of it's become visible to the player. And so that was my example for looking extra cards. And uh, for hidden card error, which is what we're diving into, was the player simply cast a spell like uh, – I and I was trying to stick with standard legal cards, so used Radical Idea uh, and said that they cast Radical Idea during their main phase after they had drawn for turn. And the opponent just says that resolves or something similar, and the player drew the card and then was like, wait a minute, there's an Arset in play. Uh, and so that was one we used for hidden card error. And the last was Gamble's Violation. Uh, and this is kind of called out where both players are active in the situation. And this is one where I said the player said radical idea and asked to draw. And then the opponent said either yes or resolves or something, a thumbs up gesture, basically saying, yep, you're good to draw a card. And then the player draws the card and then they realize that Narset's in play. In that situation, both players were, had contributed to the the issue and we ruled that one as a game rule violation. So the the distinction between all of these is really that is the the acknowledgement of the draw itself. If I just say radical idea resolves or like kind of just like 
nod. That's one thing. If you say radical idea, I say okay, and you say draw, and I say yeah. That th- that's the distinction. Yep, that's like yeah. And so it has to do with well, first, where's the card, and then the second part is who all was active in making that happen. <laughs> and so yeah, the first one is if the card isn't in the hand, we haven't gotten to hidden card or as being uh, the thing to consider yet. And if both players were like, yep, the, you should be drawing a card right now. Well, then that's a game rule violation instead of... And that goes that goes back to the definition where it says the player commits an error that couldn't be corrected with publicly available information and does so without the opponent's permission. When you say draw, you're asking permission. Yep. So if the opponent gives any sort of affirmative whatsoever, you got permission. Yeah, and there's... Uh, for those that are a little bit more on like the spikier side uh, <laughs> of, of competitive player, they're they're probably going to like perk up at this conversation about resolves <laughs> um and so the the main thing is if the player doesn't ask if they can draw and and you say resolves my my interpretation of this is that you, you while you're not playing the way that I would play I don't think you've necessarily given permission to draw yet because that player hasn't asked you to draw and there's some conversation to be had about whether uh you should be responsible for knowing what all of your opponent's cards do and so with that in mind, I think it's a little unfair for the player who controls Narset to always know what the opponent's cards do. That makes sense. All right. So before we start getting into the fixes and the, the, the flow chart of fixes for Hidden Card Air, let's talk a little bit about the philosophy, okay? Um, so Hidden Card Air, and the re- one of the reasons why it's broken out as a separate penalty from uh, GRV is because... Most of the time with GRV, the information is publicly available. We can kind of reverse the game and get it to a correct state. Uh, with hidden card error, there's information lost. Uh, you know, when that card goes into the set or goes into the hand or whatever, you know, it's we, we kind of can't take the player's word for it as to what they what they actually drew. And, you know, even if we take the opponent, the player's word for it, the opponent's going to be like, whoa, 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 wait, no. That's um, not fair. Right. So what we do is we break this out into a separate infraction and a separate with a separate penalty path to try and mitigate this advantage um, of having that extra card go in the hand or in the set and having it commingled with a bunch of other stuff. Yep. Um, so uh, uh, one of one of the one of the big distinctions that it makes uh, that the hidden card error makes is it tries to draw a clear line between hidden card error and GRV. So um, if the if the cards are are placed into a public zone, for example, um, if there's a spell that says look at the top four cards of your library and a spell that says reveal the top four cards of your library, and for the look at, you look at five cards, and for the reveal, you reveal five cards, well, this revealing of those five cards, you know, isn't isn't necessarily hidden card error because I'm showing all of those cards to everybody and we can kind of see the order of cards as they come out. That makes me think of like cascade when you cascade one too many. Right, like somebody somebody has seen those cards. They're not going from a place where they're not visible to a place where they're not visible. Those cards are are being seen by both players. Um and we we talked a little bit a second ago about sort of where where that distinction between a game rule violation and um, hidden card error may may be, and that's that's going to factor in in a lot of in several situations, not just 
that specific Narset situation. Um, we did talk a little bit ago about what if I cast Brainstorm using only green mana? That again, the root cause there is not me drawing the cards. It's the fact that I paid green a mana for my Brainstorm. So that would not, in that case, okay. be hidden card error. So there's also a line in here that's talking about the um, for the philosophy you know, if I if I'm supposed to like for our scry example, if I'm picking up uh, uh, or or you know picking up a bunch of cards off the top of my library and adding them to my hand, uh, there's a line in here that says order cannot be determined from card uh, from card faces only visible to one player uh, unless that card is in a uniquely identifiable position. So if I if I pick up five cards and add them to my hand, well, yeah, you're gonna look at it and say, oh well, I was only supposed to add four. I added five. That's going to be HCE. Here's that fifth card right here. This 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 part of the philosophy saying no, that's not. We we can't use that to determine order. Okay. As much as I can say, I know that this is the fifth card I picked up. That we don't we we don't have a way to verify that. So. Yeah. No. And it's just too easy for for cards to to have been switched around in the hand. Even if someone isn't trying to do something shady, it's still easy for it to have happened and for the opponent not to be aware of what the card was. So it's just easy, easier to just say that, Hey, if it's in the hand, we, we can't be sure that it hasn't moved. Right now, if, if you, you, there is an exception called out for uniquely identifiable position. So if your hand went from zero cards to one card, we can be pretty sure which one, uh, which card that is pretty sure it's this one. Yeah. You know, the Uh, one, right. Uh, or if there's an example where you're supposed to search your library for a card for like an enchantment, reveal it and put it on the top of your library and you search your deck for an enchantment and you don't reveal it and then you put it on top of the library. Uh, well, that right there, that's and we know what that we know where that card is. That card's right there. We can we can look at it. And and this is an HCE because that's publicly correctable. I can point to that card. I know exactly where it is. I can put my finger on it in that particular case. Uh, and while we're while we're looking at various fixes, it's important to know what cards both players could would have had would have had access to. If I thought seized Brian previously, and I had seen four of the six cards that are now in his hand, as we're figuring out the set to to do any fixes from, well, we know it couldn't have been any of the cards that I had seen previously. So. One of the things that we haven't we haven't talked about is, uh, and, and we're going to get into it, and we've kind of alluded to it a little bit. the 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 fix for HCE is colloquially colloquially called the Thoughtseize fix. Okay, what you even though that's do, not the, the the technically correct card, right? There's some other card that's technically <sighs> correct, but it's not as cool. It's, it's perish um, the thought. Perish the thought. <laughs> perish the thought that we would continue to call it the Thoughtseize fix, but. Typically, typically, what happens is you're going to reveal you reveal your the set of cards. The opponent's going to pick one, and that's the extra card. Whichever one they pick, that's the extra one, and it gets shuffled away. Now, I say that that's typically the fix, but when we get into the actual fixes, we're going to see that there's a lot of corner cases where that doesn't exactly apply, and the and the fix is slightly different. It's okay. that's the fix the fix with an asterisk next to it. Right. So so. Kind of going into it when we when we talk about like hey you've got extra cards and we're going to reveal and we're going to pick and stuff like that that's kind of what people are referring to is is the air quotes thought sees fix okay um, now 
one th- one bit of philosophy, and I, and I kind of talked about that uh, before this next part of the philosophy is when you're doing a correction, you're going to be operating, you're going to be performing the correction on a set of cards. Okay, the direction, the philosophy is always try and act on the smallest set possible. For example, you have a card that says, look at the top four cards of your library. I pick up two cards off the top of my library and look at them. And then I pick up another three cards off the top of my library and look at them. So I've picked up a total of five cards off the top of my library, but I have a set of two cards and a set of three cards. So I, In, pick, so I pick from the set of two cards? That's um, a smaller set. Well, in this particular case, it would be like the set of three cards that you oh, just okay. worked on or the set of five cards, which is the sum total of all of them. That okay. makes sense. Right. So the, the example in the IPG is if a player resolves collected company, picks up three cards with one hand and then four cards with the other, that last <laughs> subset uh, of four cards should be used to do the remedy uh, to do the remedy instead of the full set of the seven cards. Okay, so this is where sets get kind of weird because you can have like it's like well they're all together Different part sets of one of sets. set, but but I got a little set because it's in the left hand, and another little set that's in the right hand, and and maybe you do actually need a degree in discrete mathematics to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, but the, I think the important thing here is that you're you're looking for the smallest set that does still contain the issue, not just the smallest set of cards that are, that exist. So the, yeah, the smallest set of cards that would include where the error occurred. Yeah. Whew. So now yeah. that's philosophy. Some words. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we're going to get into the flow charty part of additional remedy. And this is actually kind of one of the hard parts. So, so one of the hard parts about HCE is recognizing that it's a problem, that it's not a GRV, or recognizing that a, a problem is or is not HCE because it looks similar. And then the next part is... The fixes are kind of complicated, too. And as a result of this, um, if you're at a GP or an open or an MCQ, you might get direction from the head judge to actually confirm with someone else before giving an HCE. Yeah. And we had at one point started really trying to track the hidden card error penalties. And for the most part, we found that if you take two experienced judges and give them the scenario and they both come up with the same answer of either it is or isn't HC, that tended to hold up pretty well. Like, they, they, like if they match... Across a normal it, set of judges? Yeah, that tended to be that, like, take two, you're probably going to be fine. Uh, and so I think that if you think you have a hidden card error and you check with somebody else and they match, you're probably correct, <laughs> uh, based on my experiences. <laughs> Just statistically, that's how it has ended up? Yeah. Cool. And and this this is actually one of the primary complaints about HCE is that it's really hard to understand. And if you have to ask a second person in order to 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 make sure that you're right, it's probably too complicated of an infraction. And I kind of tend to agree with that. Um, but it is what it is. And you're... I, I think the complexity is worth it not being a game loss. Because I think everyone can kind of easily understand when drawing extra cards has occurred. Right. But... <laughs> I think this idea is a better place to be. This leaves a lot more room for interpretation, but also the the baseline solution is a lot less painful for the players. And one thing I want to be clear on as we start talking about these fixes. So you've identified that this problem is HCE. You've identified what the fix is. You've gone over, you've t- talked to someone else, and they have agreed. 
So now you go back and you talk to the players and you start walking them through the penalty and the fix. What I want to make clear on is when we start talking about some of these fixes, a lot of these fixes involve revealing the hand and doing stuff and, 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 re- and giving additional information. Please, please, please explain everything to the players before they start actually doing the bits and pieces. Okay, because when I if you walk the players through and say like, okay, this is going to be a hidden card error. What we're going to do is we're going to reveal your hand. So go ahead and reveal your hand and reveal their hand. Uh, and oh you say, boy. <laughs> and now you say, okay, and the opponent's going to pick a card. Okay, appeal picks a card, and you say, and now we're going to shuffle that card away. Wait, what? Appeal. I <laughs> I'd like, I would to, like appeal to appeal, now. please. Right. Now that I understand what the consequences are, I'd like to appeal this. But in this particular situation, we've revealed the hand. So there's no going back. Yeah, can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. It's gone. This Um, is not Men in Black. We don't have the little blinky things. (laughs) Right. The mind erasers. (laughs) So so you're going we're going to talk about the additional remedies. But please, as a judge, explain these, you know, and when you start telling the players, if they start doing it, stop them and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, let me finish explaining. Okay. It's like those tests from when you were a kid that were that at least for me it's like read everything before you do anything and then at the end it didn't actually ask you to do anything except Just... to put your name on it and turn it in or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know people scratch through like so many things like scratch out every o and like all this stuff. Yeah. I remember those things. <laughs> Thank you for, I, I, as I started to explain it, I was like, man, I hope this wasn't just a me thing. Uh, oh, I'm no. glad it wasn't. <laughs> At any rate. I, I, I remember kids in the class looking around, like, trying to figure out how everybody else was done already. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. This is where like, we don't know what this, uh, I don't know what this is. Oh, yeah, that's true. Did, did, do you know what we're talking about? What, where the teachers would, uh, would do the fake you out tests? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, apparently those did come in stone tablets. <laughs> they did. They did. They did. You had to. You had to chisel chisel out your name, and and they would take hours. You know, <laughs> the rest to, of the class would just be sitting around. Right. All right. Right. To make. I mean, language hadn't been invented yet, so it was kind of hard. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to go over some of these remedies? Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about the very the very first thing. Okay. Um. Before we actually get into actually fixing the hidden card error there's a situation where like you you do an example where it's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna cast brainstorm and i'm gonna and i i resolve brainstorm by drawing four cards and then putting two cards back on top of my library and then the error is detected okay um in that particular case uh in the additional remedy it says in cases where an infraction was immediately followed by moving a card from the affected set like the hand to a known location, like the top of the library, um, such as discarding, putting cards on top of the library. A simple backup to just after the point of the error may be performed before we get into this stuff, before we get into the other fix. So in the case of I brainstorm, draw four, put two back, and then we go, oops, well, we can just take those two cards off the top of the library, put them back in the hand, and now we're going to resolve hidden card error, and then we're going to continue on with, with, uh, with the rest of brainstorm. And the reason being for that, that those cards, we we knew where they went. We know where they ended up. They were part of the set of cards that were messed up in some way. And so they should be relevant to however we solve the problem. Yeah. 
you don't want the player who's committed the error to be able to either hide or get an advantage before we apply the fix. And so if I really needed a land and I drew an extra card off of a spell, even if it was accidentally, and then played the land, that shouldn't prevent that land from being able to get picked by the opponent. That my land is not protected now. Right. (laughs) No, too late. I played it. And, And Matt, I believe... That scenario that you just described is exactly the scenario that inspired this particular uh, sentence in the IPG. Oh, okay. Neat. <laughs> right. The the being able to say, like, no, 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 pick that land back up, put it in your hand. Now we're gonna we're gonna do the uh the fix. Yeah, and right. the the other thing too is this does call for uh, a simple backup, which is a defined thing in the IPG, and you can check that out in the backing up section. Uh, and it basically says that we shouldn't involve any random elements is one of the things that I think is important in there. Yep. Um, let's see. There's a, uh, the next sentence in there talking about the additional remedies in this flow chart. It says, if the set of cards that contained the problem no longer exists, there's no remedy to be applied. So, like, makes sense. An, ex- an example of if you draw an extra card and then something happens and you have to shuffle, you know, you have to discard your hand or shuffle your hand in the graveyard into your library... Well, that set doesn't exist anymore. Womp. Yeah, there's there's no fix to be applied. And again, right. as we're looking at that, if if we were able to do that simple backup and put that, that card back or something, that'd be a different story. But if we're at a point when there's there that set is really just gone yep. and, and there's can't nothing be we reasonably can do, reconstructed. Yep. yep. Uh, this also says that if the error put cards into a set prematurely and other operations involving cards in the set should have been performed first. The player reveals the set of cards that contains the excess, and their opponent chooses a number of previously unknown cards, and then we put those cards aside until the point in which they should have been legally added, and then return them to the set. And uh, I think (laughs) while that sounds sounds super, super complicated, uh, one of the easy ways to think about this is... uh, What's commonly referred to as uh, rummaging instead of looting is where we kind of get caught up in here. In that it's it's it should have been discard a card, draw a card, rather than draw a card, discard a card. Yep. And so uh, if I was supposed to have discarded first and then draw, draw a card, but I actually draw the card first, and that's when we realize the mistake, my opponent would get to pick which card I drew and then I would have to discard from the, the remaining set of cards. Yeah. And then we'll yeah. go back let and me, add the card that I drew, uh, that I had drawn back me, to my hand. Let me cl- clarify that a little bit. You, you because you drew before you discarded, you reveal your hand, and the, the player essentially, out of what's in your hand, picks the card that you drew. You know, we play pretend for a second, and the, the opponent goes, hey, you drew that card. So we set that card over to the side, and you're going to draw that in a second, but you need to discard first. So now you discard from <laughs> from the set of, of previously unknown cards. So if Brogan hit me with a Thought Seize earlier and wrote down a bunch of cards in my hand, and so we know that I have, you know, uh, uh, two swamps and uh, a third swamp. Um, <laughs> and... Two swamps you know, and a third swamp. Yeah, two swamps and a third swamp. I panicked a little bit. They I tried to come arts. up with a card. I tried to come up with a with a funny card, panicked, and just said swamp again. Okay. So she knows that I have three swamps in my hand. And when I reveal my hand, now I've got I've got those three swamps plus two creatures. Well, 
because the the three swamps were previously known, so those couldn't be the card I drew. And I'm doing air quotes. You can't see those. So we're just going to set those previously known cards over to the side, and now the opponent's going to be presented with the two cards. They still get to see all the swamps, but they get to pick from the two non-swamp cards and say, okay, that was the one that you drew. So that one gets set aside. Now I have to now I have to discard from the set of remaining four. So the 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 three swamps and the the extra card. I can pick one, discard, and then I draw the the card that the the, the opponent set aside. And note that in this scenario, this is this is not a situation where my my that that other card that I've drawn goes away completely. It's just it's still I will still get to draw that card. It's just getting set aside. So we can discard a card and then draw it. You know, and and strategically, the opponent's probably going to pick the worst card in your hand so that you can't discard it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Enjoy kind of the, the your shortcut there. swamp. All right. So that's that's decision block one out of this flowchart. Or I guess actually three at this point because you got to figure out if the set exists and there's a simple yeah. backup that needs to be done first. All right. What's what's the next wall of text? <laughs> The, uh, the next wall of text is, if the error involves one or more cards that were supposed to be revealed, the player reveals the set of cards that contains the unrevealed cards, and their opponent chooses that many previously unknown cards. Treat those cards as the cards that were, quote, revealed, and return them to the set that was being selected from. The player then reperforms the action if recreating the original selection set and reperforming the action would be too disruptive, leave the selected cards in hand. <laughs> that was a great sound. So in this situation, uh, I know we, re- we talked about Dark Confident earlier. And so if if I'm the player and I say Dark Confident trigger and I put the card into my hand and then Brogan's like, Billy Willie, I was supposed to see that. I will then re- reveal my entire hand and Brogan will pick which card was my Dark Confident card. This and I'm is definitely guess, the one you revealed. And I'm betting it's the one that has the highest CMC. <laughs> nah. Uh, but again, in this scenario, this is one where we need to make sure to pull out any cards that we know are definitely not the card he should have revealed. My three swamps are safe. Can't pick those. <laughs> oh, boy. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Now, now let's let's talk about the next flavor of that let's say there's a car there was a card that says search your library for an enchantment card and put it into your hand reveal it and put it into your hand and i play this play this card i search my library for my enchantment i don't reveal it and i put it in my hand Ooh. okay yeah now huh, this is this is where it gets a little weird okay i'm going to uh, i did this i'm going to reveal my hand and my opponent is going to pick the card that I just searched for. Is going to choose, and we're gonna again, we're gonna play pretend. Okay, the card that I got was I'm gonna reveal my seven cards. My opponent's gonna say, mm, "That's the card you picked. That's the card you you drew." And again, we're gonna play pretend. That's the card you drew. Now, if it's an actual enchantment, and the opponent's saying that's the card you drew, it's an enchantment. I was supposed to draw an enchantment. So everything's fine. I'm going to keep that card and nothing's done. Okay. But if the card that my opponent picks isn't an enchantment, they go, "Mm, that creature, that's the one you got. 
we're going to take that creature card and we're going to return it to the set, i.e. the library. Okay, shuffle it away. And then we're going to reperform the action of searching for the enchantment so that they actually get enchantment. Because you said, you know, the card that they got was a creature. Well, they played a spell that was supposed to let them get an enchantment. So now you've you've said, okay, that card that they picked was an enchantment. It was a creature. We're going to get that card out of their hand and we're going to go get the enchantment and we're going to continue on. With one exception. <laughs> if recreating the original set and, and reperforming those actions would be too disruptive, you're just going to leave the selected cards in the hand. So, What do you think counts as too disruptive? Uh, probably if the error was caught like a turn or two turns later. Like other cards have been added to the hand legitimately. Just a bunch of stuff has happened since then. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's really the big thing. And policy often leaves these kind of two disruptive clauses in there. And I think it's a reasonable thing to consider because the natural flow of magic games can kind of go all over the place. There, there's no one get... <laughs> size fits all answer. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I definitely watched the game where just, just speaking of like games getting more complicated, just was watching a game was going to turns and players were playing reasonably fast. And all of a sudden uh, a player cast like the new uh, deranged hermit type card and the ground was just now clogged <laughs> and like while that's a very simple game thing it just changed the complexity of the game and so there's just a lot of things that can add a lot of complexity real quickly now one one other one other thing i talked about searching the library um another example of this would be domri raids first ability that says you know plus one look at the top card of your library if it's a creature card you can reveal it and put it in your hand so let's say i plus one domri I pick up the card, I look at it, I see that it's a creature, and I put it straight into my hand, okay? Bad, and that Brian. particular What's that? <laughs> Bad, Brian. Bad. Right. My opponent's going to be able to look at my hand, and they're going to to pick the card that, uh, that was revealed was, off it. That was, was re- looked quotes, at. revealed. Yeah. Right. And if they pick a land, well, we're going to take that land. I'm not shuffling that in. I'm just going to put the, I'm going to put it back on top of the library, because that's where it was. Makes so, sense. Yep. But if the opponent picks a creature card, and it's like, yeah, well, that's the card you got. Um, you know, cool. Now, what, what's what's kind of neat about this example is uh, we used to get a lot of questions back when uh, drawing extra cards was a game loss. Wouldn't it be like, oh, I had this thing that was supposed to tell me um, what's oh, a, a goblin guide, you know, goblin guide. Uh, you look at the top card of the library. If it's a if it's a mountain, you can put it in their hand. You know, it's okay. Well, they look at the card, they see that it's a mountain, they don't reveal it, and they add it to their hand. Okay. And then they say, but judge, my whole hand is mountains. Okay. Well, in this particular case, you would reveal the whole hand of nothing but mountains, and you say, oh, well, in that case, they they clearly put a mountain in their hand. Okay. So, so no it's further action. for mono red, friend. <laughs> it is a lot of mono red from love for mono red. Okay. So that's Not that decision doesn't block. care if it's a mountain. You can play with islands. It's okay. Hey. It's a mirror match. <laughs> it's it is the mirror match. I because I love mono red mirror matches. They are they I are don't my favorite. What? They are my favorite uh to watch. Because they end really fast? Ding. Oh. Brian. What? That's rude. Oh. Alright. Lunch break is for closers. Um so, all right. What? All right. <laughs> if a set, I'll, I'll, I'll explain in the bonus content. If you're a Patreon, uh huh. Yeah, 
All right. So if a set affected by the error contains more cards than it is supposed to contain, the player reveals the set of cards that contains the excess, and their opponent chooses a number of previously unknown cards sufficient to reduce the set to the correct size. These excess cards are returned to the correct location. If that location is the library, they should be shuffled into the random portion unless the owner previously knew the identity of the card slash cards illegally moved. That many cards chosen by the opponent are returned to the original location instead. For example, if a player playing with Sphinx of Drawer Isle illegally draws a card, that card should be returned to the top of the library. If we make that standard, we'll say ex- experimental frenzy. Right, exactly. So this is this is kind of the 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 most basic version of of this fix that kind of this is the thought sees thing that everyone talks about. It's it's just taking the cards, there's too many there and putting one back where it came from. Bye-bye card. Yep. And this is so if you if you, you know, scry 3 and you're supposed to have only scryed 2, this is going to apply. If you were supposed to draw one card and you draw drew 2, this one's this is what's going to apply. Would you all agree that this is probably this is certainly the most common way that this is handled? Uh yes, yeah. but it it changes with like when Domri Raid was seeing play, and I think there was an Ajani that yeah. let you do the top the card. Mentor one? Yeah, yeah, Mentor of Heroes, which did enchantments. Like so it can change. Um, depending on the format and the relevant cards. Right. Yeah. And I'll see scrying the wrong number of cards kind of frequently. Um, but yeah, I think, or, or but in general, the, it, it is, it is going to be a matter of the number of cards rather than any other issue. Yeah. It, I think like what Brian was saying, depending on which cards are being played with can cause the issue to may shift a little bit, but yeah, if it's collected company is the, the card of choice for everyone, then yeah, that'll be where we will be pulling cards just out of there. Uh, instead of the Domri Rod, flip the top card over, it doesn't match kind of flavor. That makes sense. Yeah. And and there was that clause in there where it's like, if a player knew what the card was already, like if, if I've got something that lets me peek at the top card of my library, and I then, you know, draw an additional card when I'm not supposed to, and that card was one that I would had previously been allowed to see, then we're going to put those cards back on the top of the library and i forget the the exact court there was there was a a, this is meant to prevent a cheat angle i don't remember what the angle was though i I don't i don't know the exact angle particular was it was it was if i know the top if i know like the top two cards of my library and i'm supposed to like it's known it's public information that i know the top two so that i don't get a free shuffle right that's Mm. what if i don't if i don't like the cards and i knew what they were I could intentionally, I could intentionally accidentally draw an extra card, and then the card would get shuffled away. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Like I'm just gonna just blow through your stop signs on that narset and put extra cards in my hand, unless you <laughs> take some cards away. Because I just I just want to shuffle these ones away. Because they're all bad. Like I, yeah, I'm looking for an out, so I need to get rid of this. You know the the classic the the term of like being brainstorm locked, <laughs> where yep. you've put bad cards <laughs> on top of your deck. And you, you, you've seen your fate and hate it. Your fate is sealed, so to speak. Yeah. Yep. So we're, gonna, we're just going to draw an extra card and spin that wheel. All right. That makes sense. So, so now, going over the IPG, the, players can get themselves in pretty 
complicated uh, uh, situations where you can get you can get into like weird situations where what is it? They play a uh, ponderous brainstorm or brainstorm is ponder or something like that. Ponder oh, storm. Blue, blue yeah. cantrips are the best. <laughs> uh, Matt, you had you had at a team open, didn't you? Have a crazy HCE? Oh, I had yes. So it was a <laughs> team constructed SCG open. So it was standard, modern, and legacy. Yeah, just just for the, for the listeners at home, we were covering HCE one hundred and one. Now get ready for the graduate course. Okay. And yeah, this so, is this is the the master so, class. So the to 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 put the full picture, the modern players in the middle, legacy player all on one end, standing on the other. Legacy player casts a uh, brainstorm. Opponent's like, "Yep, sure, you do that," and then turns to kind of look over at the modern match. The Legacy player, the opponent who cast Brainstorm, looks at the top three cards, shows them to their modern teammate, and goes, shuffle. And at this point, the opponent of the person playing the Brainstorm set, starts to say, what? But the player had already smashed the cards into their library <laughs> because their modern player had said, yep, shuffle, because their cards oh. were just bad. <laughs> and so at this point, I have a player who is supposed to be res- resolving a brainstorm, but has actually started to resolve it as ponder. And so all six oh, yeah. players kind of look at me like, uh, what <laughs> are you going to do? <laughs> and I walked, walked aside for a second after coming to what I thought was going to be the answer. And I talked to a couple other judges, uh, in, including, uh, Jess Dunks. And I was like, Hey, this is what I think's right. And he's like, yep, that's what we're going to do. So I walked back over to the players. And I'm like, all right, friends. So here's what we need to do. We have a library that has three additional cards in it because they should have been the cards for Brainstorm. And I'm going to let your opponent choose those cards. And the reaction I got from the players was just a whole mess of things. from Disgust. Like, like disgust, terror, excitement. How can I game this? Was like one of the like, facial expressions. Uh, yeah. If <laughs> that's a facial expression, how can I game like, Ooh, this? Like, like kind of excited. It was like a kind of excitement look. Just <laughs> like, uh, and I so see. I see what we're doing here, and mm-hmm. so, and I actually talked to the players a bit about it before we executed the fix. And I was like, if you've got a better solution, I'm all ears. And one of them was just like, well, yeah, just give them three random cards. I was like, no, no, friend, that's exactly what the player is trying to get. We can't give them just three new random cards, right? And so, yeah, let the player pick three cards. They asked me, well, how long do they have to make? to find the three cards for the brainstorm. And I was, I was like, mm, I see what you're doing here. You're going to use exactly however much time I tell you. So I chose to say a respectful amount of time. <laughs> and then I like just, that. And I just called it at some point and said, all right, time's up. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, there's like a, I think there was previously a clause that said, you know, if you're, if you're or a blog post is that if you're, if you're thinking about revealing the library, think twice about it or something of that regard. Uh, yeah, I thought twice about it and still decided that was the best answer. Yeah, because you get you gotta you gotta rebuild that brainstorm set, and because you're still kind of in the middle of resolving that spell. And the funny thing is, the player who got to pick the three cards for the brainstorm still lost that that game. Oh no! But but you can imagine how complicated this because suddenly you've got instead yeah. of just one player. Looking through the library to pick pick the three, you've got three people. Ooh, ooh, ooh. no, that one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, the brainstorm <laughs> player was playing. Uh, I think it was sneak and show, and the uh, sneak attack and show and tell. 
and the player just gave them three Gristle Brands because they already had there was only three on the deck, so they knew they had one already. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and then proceeded I guess. to get beat down by them. <laughs> oh, they just got attacked by Gristle Brands for <laughs> till the end of time. Yep. Oh no. <laughs> That's not a good way to go out. Um, well, we've covered a, a whole lot about this whole flowchart of, yeah. well... Did, did we say, we said this was a warning, right? So in addition to, like, all the <laughs> all right. card shuffling shenanigans, <laughs> we give a warning. There's a, there's, a, there's a penalty associated with this. It's a warning. And Unless think, it isn't. Yeah, well, I think the thing here, too, is, well, some people might say, well, oh, it's just a warning. The The fixes that we've talked about throughout this entire flow chart and whatever you would like to call it we really are seeking to get rid of the advantage that the player committing the error could gain right so if i put an extra card in my hand and my opponent gets to pick whatever card out of my hand that they want that they didn't already know was there to to get rid of then there's a low chance that i actually was able to get an advantage from it and that's really the switch from a warning to a warning instead of what it used to be which was the game loss Makes sense. And and the way the way I kind of heard it philosophized back then because <laughs> this this fix this fix right here the the hidden card error is about four times longer than draw, what drawing extra cards was like drawing extra cards was you know game loss deuces okay um, but one of the other ways that they kind of explained it was um, and this this was from a coverage standpoint was. You know, it kind of is really unexciting to see a, a game end on coverage as a, as a game loss due to like someone oopsie drawing another card. Like when you watch a football game, they don't you don't get like an offsides and oops suddenly the game's over. You know, there's a five yard penalty. Okay, you're set back, but you can still battle through it. Okay, and that's kind of what this is: is it's not game over. You get a setback. But you can still battle through it. You're not out of the game. You want the game to actually end in an organic way rather than just, well, the game is is over now. Right, right. Because Shocker, we don't actually like it when games end because of penalties. We like games to end because, the you know, a player won. Yep. So, so now there is... <laughs> a really upgrade. sweet upgrade. A really sweet upgrade. Oh, and I forget about this thing so much uh, uh i i actually still think it's in in grv most of the times okay so we've been talking about all this hidden card error stuff like cards going in the hand but this upgrade is for morph <laughs> okay i love because this. because which, the infraction which is, isn't one of the mechanics in modern horizons <laughs> it really isn't um astoundingly I, I did have this moment where i was just like did we cover this but so the infraction is an error occurred that the opponent couldn't verify with publicly available information. Well, if you play an island as a face-down creature, that's also an error that the opponent can't verify with publicly available information. <laughs> how, how can we know? Right. So, if a face-down card cast with a morph ability is discovered during the game to not have the morph ability, the penalty is a game loss. With one exception, um, if that player has one or more cards with the morph ability in their hand and has not previously added unknown cards to their hand since the casting of the card found in violation and has discovered the error themselves, 
the upgrade does not apply, and they may swap the card for the card with morph. I'm going to explain what this means in plain English. And this came <laughs> back during during Khan's block. I think there was two green cards that looked a lot alike, like the art was really similar, and the casting costs were really similar. I one think had they both morph, cost one didn't. Five. Yeah, I, I one totally morph, know what cards didn't. you're talking about. Right. In your mind, you can see them, but you can't tell which one you're imagining because the art's so similar. Mm -hmm. So what would happen is in in Limited, people would would have both in their hand, and they'd play the wrong one face down. Well, because Magic players don't shuffle cards in their hands ever. Never. Absolutely not. (laughs) So what what this is basically saying is, is if you play a creature without morph face down, and then before you add any more cards to your hand, you discover that it's the wrong card. Like, you're just sitting there and you're like, hey, what's this green creature with morph doing in my hand? It's supposed to be on the battle. Oops. And you look and go, oh, it's that other It's that other one. And you call it on yourself and you haven't added any other cards to your hand, then call a judge. We're going to we're gonna leave it as a warning and then we're just going to swapsies. That, <laughs> we're just going to pick that creature back up. We're going to slide that morph creature, the proper creature down on the battlefield and we're going to go on. But if the opponent discovers it, if it's found after cards have been added to your hand, if you're not revealing that creature at the end of the at the game or when it leaves the battlefield like you're supposed to, like a good little magic player, uh, you're going to get that uh, that their game loss. What a very silly upgrade. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't be able to just sit an island down face down and make an emergency tutu. But it's a very silly upgrade. <laughs> it, it It is. But it's it happened enough. Like this, this and is this is this used to be one uh, one of those scenarios where if you just if the game ended and you didn't reveal your morphs at the end, you'd get the the old post game game loss. Yeah, which I'm glad is not the case anymore. So, yeah, so we we should probably clarify clarify that a little bit because I did I did say like if you don't reveal it at the end of, at the end of the game, okay, there is a chance where you the opponent have the ability to say, hey, I'm supposed to know what those creatures are before that person takes those those creatures and just mashes them in their in their uh, uh in their library to shuffle up for the next game. What we definitely don't want what happened during Khan's block originally was people would just kind of like sit there and, st- and just wait for their opponent to pick those cards up and just, just start shuffling chicken, away. Chicken it up. And then call and be like I didn't get to see what those cards were. Um judge. Yeah and, and now it's like <laughs> well well, well, actually, you get well, actually, well, actually, you did have an opportunity to see what those cards are, and you didn't take it. No. So here we are. Yes. So that's, uh, that's hidden card error. Yeah. It's a lot. It's complicated and messy, but it's overall a better experience for tournaments as a whole. Yeah, and having judged with it for some length of time now instead of it just being like this brand new kid on the block because when it first came out i was kind of like man well it it isn't doesn't feel good to give people to award people their game losses for drawing extra cards it was clean (laughs) and this thing was messy but having done a number of events with it and getting more repetitions with it a lot of things just feel natural to to come with a fix and you just when you think about them in a plain you know, what would you do if you were playing this match and you were just playing with your friends at your you know, on your kitchen table or whatever? How would you fix this mistake? A lot of times that's exactly what we, we end up doing. It's just because we have to account for so many 
different variables, you end up with some what feels like lawyer text. Right. They're, they're worded in ways that seem that they're really hard to grasp as you just read them out. And that's that's a reason I'm really glad we're doing this episode, because if somebody has never worked competitive REL before and they don't have other judges nearby to walk them through these specific scenarios and you're all you have in front of you is the IPG. It's, it's super hard to get your head around. And, and people, people apply heuristics. We talk about HCE is the thought sees fix. Okay. Well, as we went over in the, in the, when we were talking about the fixes, it's not always that. So not, not only is it, is it easy to misapply the penalty Okay, or misidentify the penalty. It's also easy to misapply the fix. Okay, so so we want we want people we want to we want to to socialize it. We want people to understand. And it was funny, like what something that Billy Willie said. Um, he said, "At first, I thought it was really awkward, but after I worked with it a lot, I discovered that it was you know it was kind of intuitive." Uh, and I was just like, "Yeah, it's it's intuitive after you do it enough times that you don't got to think about it anymore." It, it's not intuitive to start off with. And the way most judges learn is they don't they, – they start at the detail level and they kind of build and they talk about where we talk about this flow chart. That's kind of how they think about it. If they – almost like computers, if-then-else statements. <laughs> you know, once you, once you kind of start to, to figure out the if-then-else statements, you, you get the ability to kind of pull back and see – the forest for the trees. Like you've been sitting there looking at the individual trees, but once you kind of start working with it a little bit more, you get to actually pull back and see the forest and see the big picture. And then you get to the point where you can actually start deriving the cases that you can't remember exactly how it works. Cause you can't remember the flow chart, you know, because you understand the big picture, you're able to derive correctly the individual uh, little corners and handle ponder storm. Right. Yeah, once you once you have the the baseline philosophy behind it, you can take that and sort of intuit the where the flowchart would take you without having to go actually look at that. Yep. And before we leave, I'm going to plug the annotated IPG where uh, we talk about we go over the infractions uh, as written in the IPG, and we kind of decompose and break it down sentence by sentence, almost like what we did for this episode. Uh, but you can access it from your mobile phone. You can also access us from your mobile phone as well. Um, Depends so. on how you like to learn. Yes. It's yeah. all about you. Definitely want to make sure when you're, whenever you're dealing with any infractions, just really think about what, what was the first thing that went wrong in this game. And if it's a, a card that wasn't visible to both players, going to a place that isn't visible by both players or being able to be pointed at by both players, then you've probably found yourself into a hidden card error and want to d- dig a little deeper into which flavor of hidden card error you found yourself in. Yep. Um, all right. Is there anything else that we want to talk about with, with hidden card error? No, but I'm sure some of our listeners will have additional questions and comments and you can go ahead and send us an email or message us on Twitter or I guess <laughs> DM in Facebook or don't, message, don't do anything with Tumblr. Don't do anything with Tumblr. We don't. Really we also know. don't have an exclusive Snapchat. Um, uh, Matt, maybe is there over anything? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe over tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. 
I um, thought about it air yesterday. Uh, Broken, can you maybe get 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 on that before overmorrow? I'll I'll see what I can do. Um, well, before I start signing us off, uh, Matt, is there anything else that you've got going on that you want to plug or anything you want to talk about? Uh, not not at the moment. I'm actually happily going to be home for a few weeks in a row, Yay! and that's going to be wonderful because I I have done something magic related for like eight out of the past nine weeks so happy to be home for a little bit so That's i will so much. <laughs> the next place i'll be is magic fest detroit uh other until then i uh, hope everyone has a good time and enjoys their uh hidden card errors awesome i hope well they may not enjoy their hidden card errors but they'll enjoy knowing how to fix them <laughs> um well that all being said if you want to get a hold of us you can Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast on Twitter at, at judgecast on Twitter um, through email at judgecast at gmail.com or uh, you can find episodes and all kinds of stuff on our website at judgecast.com. Ooh, I don't know. We didn't talk about how we wanted to sign off, but uh, I'm Brogan King. I keep it fun and I'm curious where y'all are going to go with this. I'm Billy William. I keep it fair. Nice. I'm Brian Prillman, and I keep a dice on top of my library whenever my opponent has a Narset in place so that I can remember not to draw a second card for turn. <laughs> okay, r- real brief aside, back in college, there was a magazine called The Yellow Journal, and it was a news a a satire news publication similar to the un, what the onion is now and there they did a flexi disc issue where they actually included i don't know if you remember uh some of our younger listeners might not know what a flexi disc is but they had records and i don't know what a flexi disc is what i also do not okay so you know what a record <laughs> is right yeah okay so yeah it's what people break right but see, a flexi disc, a flexi disc, is a record, but it's printed on a thin piece of plastic that's flexible, and you could include it as like an insert in magazines, like a punch out. Oh, so okay. you could so you could actually have like demos and stuff like that in a magazine, take it home to your record player, and play it on your your home stereo system. Well, that's neato. And one of the one of the the. Um, the songs on the flexi disc issue was just titled "Play This Backwards," and all it was was just like you know hidden satanic messages. Um, and shocker, the flexi disc issue uh, bankrupted the magazine, and they had to quit shortly thereafter because they spent all their money on the flexi disc. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here. That to talk story about was that. much darker than I anticipated, Brian. <laughs> but now everybody knows they know about. Air yesterday, over tomorrow, and what a flexi disc is- issue is. Unfortunately, so educational. No one knows what an HCE is yet, so let's move on to that topic. <laughs>